everybody, how's it going? Good morning, it is August 21st, 7.15 a.m. And of course, the 21st, you know what day that is. It's the Great American Eclipse Day. All right, American Eclipse, woo! So, I guess obviously, I feel like you can either feel one of two ways about um, about this event. You know, you can either be, you know, totally captured by it and uh, you're super excited and you've got glasses and t-shirts and all kinds of stuff like that to celebrate the eclipse or, um, you know, it could just be another day to you. And, I mean, eclipses happen pretty often. You know, it's, it's it's not like it's not like solar eclipses are. I mean, I guess you could call them a rare event, but it's just like it's it's rare to us because it's so it's so hit and miss uh, for for the area that you're in. The last eclipse that came through like uh, 40 years ago was um, it was like mostly over Canada or something. I think that's what it was. Canada and like the very, very, very northeast of the United States. So this one, I mean, I guess is a big deal because it stretches over the entire United States. And then on top of that, I mean, it's going to be there. I mean, the actual full eclipse line, total darkness is going to be, you know, seen across a straight line across the center of the United States, or like from corner to corner, it's, it's crazy, so, um, you know, it's, it's going to be pretty cool, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a cool event, you know, I was not alive for the last one, you know, 40 years ago, um, so this is going to be the first one that I've ever seen, and you know, lunar eclipses happen all the time, not, not all the time, but they happen a lot more often than solar eclipses do. So they're, they're a lot less of a big deal, but still cool. But this is, I mean, you know, how many events, how many, how many things like this can you say that you've honestly gotten to see? I mean, some people, some people may be lucky to see two eclipses in their lifetime, two, three, whatever you want to call it. And that's because they're, you know, they're flying around the world or they're driving across the world, chasing them down. You know, as soon as they find out where the next one's going to be, well, they're like, well, we've got to start making plans to be there. You know, that's the only way that you're ever going to catch it. I feel like it's, I think there's probably nobody in the world that just so happens to have been in the perfect spot for two eclipses, you know. Granted, you know, total darkness on an eclipse could stretch pretty far across the earth, still. So... Just, well, a couple of things, though, in regards to this eclipse, just for the listeners out there, you guys, like, seriously, be careful today. Like, seriously. If you're, if you're gonna be staring up at the eclipse, don't, don't do it while you're driving, first of all. If you're, if you're driving, and you see the eclipse, and you're like, oh, man, we need to look at this. You need to pull over and look at it. You don't need to be, like, jocking at it, you know, uh, cock gazing while you're driving down the road. Because that's that's a great way to get yourself killed. And then probably kill somebody else because you're going to slam into them. So, make sure you're really careful about that. 
And also, just in general, if you're going to look at it, do your best to try not to stare at this thing either before or after the total eclipse has been met and then try not to stare at it without, you know, some good viewing glasses. There's a few different methods that you can use. Um, you can obviously buy those solar, you know, uh, eclipse glasses if they've, uh, if anybody still got them. I mean, from what I've heard, like literally everybody in the country is sold out and they're back ordered on Amazon. Um, and now people are just jacking the prices up, scalping for them. You know, originally you could get them from a couple of bucks. Now that I hear there's people charging $12 a set for them. So, you know, I think that uh, that's a little outrageous. But hey, you know, whatever. You got to make a living, I suppose. And I know myself personally will still not be buying one regardless of who's making a living off of them. Um, I'm not buying those solar glasses. You know, it, I don't know. They're like, it's like, you're buying a set of these shades, and it's like, you know, maybe you could use them for, um, maybe you could use them to stare at the sun other times. Like maybe, I don't know when the next transit of Venus is, maybe you want to look at the transit of Venus or something. I don't know, dude. Sort of one of those things where it's like you're gonna buy these and then this is literally the only time you're gonna have them. And you what you're gonna save them for Eclipse 2017 merch. I mean, unless it says like the Great American Eclipse 2017 on it and it's like still in the pack and stuff, chances are probably nobody's gonna care that you've got some little paper solar glasses, but you know, whatever. But the second way that you can get away with viewing this thing uh, is with a welder's mask. So if you've got a welder's mask, you're pretty much good to go. Welder's mask probably going to have a better filter on it than those little glasses will. So feel free to, to take a look at there. Me personally, that's probably going to be my method. Um, I've got a couple of solar, I've got a couple of welder's masks at home, but um, I. I'm an idiot and left them at home this morning and so I'm gonna be trying to, to snag one early today at work I think we've got a couple of broken sets laying around somewhere so I'm gonna try to get away with taking that one and that's how I'm gonna watch it uh, later on now if you're interested in, in trying to find out your times and stuff like that um, you can go to like NASA's website I think there was NASA's website, and I mean, you can get a full breakdown of when it's going to be over your area, when it's going to start, when it's going to stop, when it's going to be at its peak, you know, total darkness when the moon is in front, because this isn't going to last very long. The entire eclipse process, from the time the moon first starts to creep up in front of the sun to when it goes away, is like two hours, but the total eclipse portion uh, yeah yeah total eclipse portion is only going to last like two minutes Pro actually probably less than that maybe two minutes maybe that long <clears throat> so it's gonna be, it's pretty cool gonna, gonna be gonna be kind of a kind of a neat event and i mean during that during that two minutes or what however long i mean it's gonna be nighttime basically i mean the sun's covered up 
you'll probably still be able to see the corona on the sun, and there'll be a little bit of light from that, you know, the edges and stuff that the moon can't cover up with flares and whatnot, but for the most part, we're talking total darkness in, in the daytime, so it's, it's going to be, you know, pretty sweet. Um, I, I know that uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, just to see it, because, you know, everyone's never been around, but, you know, anyway gonna get out there and look at it be smart look at it safely don't just think a pair of sunglasses is all you're gonna need even if it says UV protection 400% you know number one that's probably fake anyway and then number two it's gonna go right through your glasses probably mostly because, probably because it's fake but UV 400% might not even be enough anyway so you know what probably doesn't matter but yeah so that's probably this eclipse thing is probably the biggest thing that's going on, at least in our area, for for a while. But I don't know. There's uh, there's all kinds of all kinds of wild stuff going on, man. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, a pretty cool day, to say the least. I definitely plan on jumping out um, today, taking a taking an extended break later on checking this thing out and uh, we'll see how it goes I don't know but I guess moving on to some other stuff other other crazy stuff today because there's always you know something something wild going on uh, whatever that may be I think that we should try to try to catch up with everything McGregor and Mayweather today mostly because uh, uh, fights this week I'm pretty sure it's this week at least Alright, and I know that I'm excited about it, to get started off with it, um, because new things have been unveiled to us, friends. There's, there's new stuff going on with this fight to let us know what's really, what's really going on and getting down. The biggest of which being Dana White released a video of McGregor knocking out Polly Malinani. Polly Malinagi, Polly Malinagi, Polly Malinagi whatever you want to call him, that Italian guy that he was using as a sparring partner. Now, to break this down, to get into this, let's sort of cover it from a couple of different angles here. I'm going to start off on Polly Malinaji's side first, uh, just because I want to try to be as unbiased about this as possible. So, first part is... Polly Malinaji was coming out, you know, just as to go with the storyline here. He was coming out, you know, early, before this video came out. He was coming out saying, you know, some, some stuff like, you know, when, when I punched McGregor, when I hit him in the body, he, he's, he winces and, and, and squeals like a girl. And, um, you know, he was always talking about smacking him around real good and, and that uh, he was going to have no chance and, and all this kind of stuff. He was... He was talking, he was saying, saying some pretty bold, saying some pretty bold stuff. He was throwing it out there, you know, being, being, trying to be as savage as he could with it. And then, you know, we see this video. Dana White releases this video. And, um, you know, it, if you look at it, I mean, I don't really know the specifics on it because I didn't look at it, into it too much aside from just watching it. Now, I've heard some people say that the, the portion of the fight that got taped was on, um, was in the 12th round. 
and they had sort of dogged uh, Pauli Malinaji because they had told him, you know, we want you to be a sparring partner to get to get Connor ready. They flew him out there, and like he had been training with him previously, but he had left, and he was doing. I think I want to say he was doing something in New York, maybe. And they flew him back out to, to see Connor to fight, and he wasn't twelfth round ready, but they boxed him anyway, and Connor roughed him up real good. But basically, the thing was that he was, you know, he wasn't conditioned well enough to be a twelfth round fighter. And so, I, you know, however you want to take it for that, personally, like, I, I've heard that, and I mean, that would make sense to me, you know, whether or not he's 12th round ready, that's, you know, that could be something taken into account, but, um, in the video, Paulie says that Conor McGregor didn't knock him out, he says that he landed a couple of shots on him, got him sort of on his side, and then pushed him down. But if you watch the video, because the video shows it's sort of like stitched together from like a couple of different angles. And I mean, I don't see any evidence showing that Conor McGregor pushed him down. I mean, he looks like he landed a couple of really good shots at the end and Pauly went down. He knocked, he knocked him out. He at least rocked him to the point where he couldn't keep his feet under him. And... You know, if, if he wasn't 12th round ready, sure, that's a big deal. Conditioning is important, even when you're sparring. But the main thing to remember in all this is Pauli Malinaji is a two-time world champion, okay? This guy has seen it all as far as boxing is concerned. And um, he, had, he had admitted after the video came out, he sort of changed his tune a little bit to saying Connor did some stuff that threw him off. He was able to land punches. Basically, the way that Polly sort of told the story after the video came out was that he was winning rounds and Connor was running, winning rounds, going back, going back and forth, and that just happened to be one of the rounds that Connor won that we saw. But he said that he was landing some stuff on him. He was he was tagging him, you know. He was he was getting some shots out on him, and that's important to say because. A lot of people were coming out early and saying, you know, they were showing sparring videos where it looked like Connor was getting beat up real bad. And, um, you know, I don't think that that's very good evidence to use in, in anybody's defense. Because, first of all, in the video that you first see of Connor where it looks like he's getting beat up, nobody knows what he's working on. That video was pretty much just released with nothing nothing around it. It was just put out there. And so it's like, what if uh, what if they're working on Connor's distance? What if they're working on his reach to see like how close he can get and tag him at the same time or how far away he can get and tag him? You know, that kind of thing. Nobody knows what he's working on. It could be doing a drill or there was a lot of things going around that said that 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 video footage was from like a year ago when Connor first started getting his box, boxing practice in. And so if that's the case, then that's an unexperienced Connor McGregor trying to get trying to, you know, do some boxing. 
And everybody knows if you're unexperienced, you're going to get beat by somebody who knows what they're talking about, a sparring partner, you know, whatever the hell. You're going to get beat. And so, you know, there's not enough to show that was Connor three months ago. They settled on the fight. You know, he's getting the hell beat out of him. That, that's not enough to say that. There's nowhere near enough to say that. But this video footage right here, this is clear, straight up, straight down, sparring footage of Connor knocking a guy out, or at least rocking him to the point where he knocks him down. You know, that is 100% what we saw in that video. And the big thing also is that to, to start at the beginning of this whole narrative between Connor and Polly was, you know, Polly was talking a lot of shit saying that Connor could, wouldn't be able to touch him. You know, he's not a boxer. He doesn't have a chance even against him. And so the whole thing was that Connor was like, well, I want you to train with. I want to train with you then. So number one, to prove it to you that I'm good. And then number two, because I can use you to get better, you know, because he's got the experience. But Connor said from the beginning, I want to beat the shit out of him. Like that was what he said from the beginning. So them roping him in when he's not 12 conditioned for a 12th round fight that could have been strategy that could have been strategy for connor because he said i wanted to beat the shit out of him so that could be connor mcgregor saying yeah let's get him in here even if he's not ready i'm still gonna fight him and i'm still gonna knock, knock him out and, and put him put him in his place it's totally possible totally possible but you know, you're going to have to watch the video for yourself, I guess. Sort of take it either way. It's not going to take much. You can YouTube probably Connor versus Polly, and it'll come right up. So, you know, take that as you will. You know, once you look at it, you can make your own decisions from there. But the point is, the, the whole main point of this is that this video, this footage of Polly seeming to get knocked out or knocked down by McGregor and Connor just walking away from him, has already shaken things up in the in in the odds. It's already shaking stuff up in Las Vegas. You know, the beginning of last week, I think last week is when the video came out, but the beginning of last week the odds were something like maybe six or seven to one, which they had already dropped significantly. They've already dropped a lot, but the way that Vegas does it, they put the odds out there pretty ridiculous to favor one guy, and then they let the betting even it out. So, you know, whatever. The, the odds are already dropped to about six or seven to one. This video comes out, and like the next day, the odds have been shaken up again. And they're three to one now, I believe, at this point. I think the last time I saw or the last time I heard was it was it was Mayweather uh, like minus 325 I mean three to one odds we're talking about a guy who everybody is saying this could possibly be the best boxer ever which I don't believe but whatever best defensive boxer ever yes that's fine but versus an MMA fighter and you're telling me the odds are only three to one but you know what it's because Connor is showing that maybe he can hang. Maybe he can battle this guy. Maybe he can get out there and, and give him a run. Take a shot at it. You know, it's totally possible. Nothing is impossible. That's the big thing. Nothing is beyond a shadow of a doubt. And so, again, this goes into what I said in the first video. If you're writing him off, Connor off altogether, then you're not doing him any respect. You're not counting all your eggs. 
so to speak. You know, you're not really looking at all the variables. And this video shows that. This video shows that that, that this guy, you know, yeah, that Pauly wasn't ready for a 12th round. It was they were they were fighting in the 12th round. You know, they have been going to war and battling all day, and you know, and this happened. But that goes the same for Connor. Again, you know, this is we know that they were sparred. You know, I don't know 100% that it was in the 12th round. That's just what I've heard a lot of people say and write. So we'll just say that that's what it was. But we don't know what happened before that. We don't know if either one of them was working out before the before the sparring round, uh, the sparring match. We don't know if they had doing, done any other training before that, any other drills or whatever before that. You know, for all we know, they just jumped in the ring and had at it. That's pretty much where we're sitting, at least. So... To be able to see something like that and not know 100% everything that was going on, it opens up the, the, the floor, it opens up the table, you know? Because, uh, like seriously, think about it. This is a guy who's showing, again, good striking power. He's always been a good striker, but those punches that he's landed on Polly, if you're paying attention to it, those are smart, calculated hits, you know? I mean, he's getting him boom right on the butt you know every time or not every time but when he's coming in with those punches you can see him landing good shots landing thought out shots he's not just throwing them and they're grazing him and they're bouncing off the side at the top of his head or anything like that he's coming in and he's hitting him in the face those are well targeted well placed shots and anybody that looks at that and says that it's either lucky or it's because one of them was gassed or whatever. I mean, you can't say that because it's, again, the guy's boxing against, it's training against a two-time world champion. This guy's seen all the boxing world can give him, basically, and he's, he's beat them all. So, to be able to just look at it and say, you know, that doesn't really mean anything, well, no, it, it kind of means something. Plus, there's other stuff that Paulie threw out there, too. You know, a couple other things that he said is, again, he did some things that sort of shook him up, that he wasn't expecting, that he wasn't ready for. You know, he came out in different stances. He came out, you know, he was coming out in karate stances and stuff like that, you know. He's coming out with one hand up and one hand, one hand out in front of his face with his palm out and one hand down, you know. He's coming out... You know, switched up where he's not standing up. He's not standing up straight on two feet. He's he's fighting low. You know the way that he fights in MMA. And I've always said that if he wants a chance at winning, that's what he needs to do. He needs to bend the rules and get away with as much as he can uh, to try to to try to get a chance at winning. Try to get his knockout. He's not going to win in the twelfth round. He just won't. So his his best shot is come out there. Do something that Floyd is totally not going to expect, not going to see coming, like maybe standing in a, a different stance, but holding your hands up in a weird way, you know, dancing a little different, and try to use that to get some early shots in. That's what he's going to have to do. And then Paulie said he also did some other things where he technically, he did fight a little dirty, but he fought within the rules, you know, fighting while he was in the clinch. When that when Paul is clinching him up, you know, he's smacking him in the back of the head and stuff. And that's what you gotta do. Floyd does the exact same thing. Floyd fights in the clinch. 
I don't, there's there's all the footage in the world to be able to say that. If you're one of those people that thinks that he's just a boxing purist and he's winning off the talent alone, then you're not watching his fights because he beats people up in the clinch. He smacks them in the back of the head. He hits them in the body, you know. He smacks them on the back. He, that's, that's how he fights too. But again... Connor's going to have to do as much of that as he can. He's going to have to bend the rules as much with, as he can without breaking them. And personally, I think that if he wants a chance at even winning, he's going to have to straight up fight dirty. Because again, if it goes to a 12th round, he's not going to win. Connor's not going to win this off of points. So if he's got to get in there and lose points and he's going to break rules, he needs to do it at a chance of getting a knockout because that's the only time, that's the only chance he's going to win. If he can knock him, if he can lace him out, you know, starch his ass and leave him in a comatose, he's got a chance at winning. Or if he can just leave him awake and down for the town 10 count, he can win it that way as well. You know, he's got a couple of things that he can work with. Again, the different stances, the different hand movements. And personally, you know, they signed a, a contract where it says he's not allowed to kick him, but I don't know if there's anything in the contract that says that he's not allowed to attempt to fake kick him, you know. So maybe he comes out there, acts like he's going to throw a kick, throws Mayweather off his guard, and then comes in hard with a left, you know. Who knows? You know, the fight's coming up, and we'll have to wait then to see anything. Um, and, you know, again, to Mayweather's credit, you know, best defensive boxer of all time. You know, that title doesn't come lightly. And, you know, Mayweather tried to throw a thing out there a couple weeks ago and talk about how Connor's got a couple of steps on him just because of his age and because, you know, Connor's young and he's got his speed and he's going to be more conditioned and Floyd doesn't have his as much speed anymore and that kind of thing. But I... I don't necessarily believe that, you know, if you see a picture of Floyd Mayweather right now, the guy does not look like he's 40 years old or 41 or how old, however old he is. He's conditioned better than most people my age are. I'm 24 years old and he's definitely in better shape than me, that's 100%, you know. I mean, the guy is an athlete that's tuned just about to perfection. And so, I don't believe any of that. I don't, I'm not necessarily saying it's a ploy. You know, he's just throwing stuff out there, throwing words out there. Connor does have a, a, a little bit of an advantage on him because of his age and probably definitely his strength and stuff like that. But to act like Floyd's does, he's not in it because he's older, that's ridiculous. Because if, if you look at him, clearly his age does not mean anything. You know, the biggest advantage that Connor has over Floyd is that, you know, he can switch his stance up. He knows a little bit more about fighting stances than Floyd does. And he, he hits harder and his hands are stronger. You know, Floyd, again, has really brittle hands and that could come back on him. But the most important thing is none of that has changed from when we first started talking about this. The only thing has changed is this new video showing that, that Connor knows how to land punches. He knows how to be smart and see the opening, and then take the chance and, and land a good punch. And that's gonna, that's gonna come into to play with it. Especially since, you know, as far from what, as far as from what I had heard and what I had read, that Paulie was trying to emulate, you know, Floyd as much as he possibly could. And, you know, there's, there's not a way to 100%, you know, match Floyd Mayweather and, and mirror him, you know, you're not going to do that. He's just too good as far as that's concerned. But you can look at him and see where he holds his hand, see how he moves around, you know, and occasionally everybody gets to dodge him, you know. 
the only person who fights really close, who fights almost exactly like, matter of fact, I would probably say fights exactly like Floyd, is uh, Lomachenko. That's the guy who defensively fights like fights like Floyd, but he's different from Floyd in the fact that he can knock people out. You know, he's younger than he's younger, and he fights like Floyd did when he was younger. But you know, that's that's sort of the only difference is that he can he can throw hands and he can connect and he can lace people and knock them out. So, but you know, it again, it's it's all on a matter of perspective and how you're looking at it. If you're if you're a boxing purist and you're saying there's no way an MMA fighter could step in the ring and beat one of the best boxers of all time, you know, that's fine. And, you know, there's probably nothing that anybody could say or nothing you could look at that's going to change your mind, you know. There's there's not a lot that could, could go could go wrong there or uh, go, go along that could change your mind. You know, and if you're hardcore McGregor, if you don't like Mayweather and you're a big McGregor fan and you're just like, he's going to come out there going to use his power to bully him and beat him up and, and, and knock him out, then, you know, chances are nobody's going to change your mind either. But you got to look at all the variables. you got to look at all the facts. You know, again, Mayweather is not going to knock out Connor. He, he just isn't. He just he doesn't have that kind of power to be able to do that to him. Um, he, he just doesn't. It's a fact at this point. But he can go 12 rounds. He definitely has the ability to go 12 rounds. And if they go 12 rounds, he's going to win. And, you know, just McGregor, McGregor cannot go 12 rounds. He doesn't have that ability. I don't think, at least, he doesn't have that ability. And But he's got the power, he's got the strength to be able to land some solid shots and knock him out. And he can definitely do it. He's definitely got the ability, if he plays it smart and hits him right, to put him down. So, you know, at this point, you know, some new stuff has come come to light, and it's important to take it all into account. But at the same time, you know, you got to look at it, you got to analyze it, and you know, you got to make your own decision off of it. Cuz nobody nobody is is honestly going to sway you, you know, to to any way, you know. Um nobody is going to nobody can not necessarily make the decision for you, but nobody can can come out there and uh, show you something and say this is the definitive gonna change your mind if you're already so invested in it which you know most people are super invested in this fight whether they've put money on it uh, or not you know whether they put money on it or whether they're just they, they like fighting and they they want to see two of the world's best at the moment you know go head to head and see what's going on whether they're in two sides of the sport or not so I don't know. Like I said, I, in the first the first recording that I did, you know, about this fight, I I, try, I said that I would try to stay as unbiased as possible about it. Um, you know, personally, I I do want um, McGregor to win, but that's really the only reason is because I just think that Mayweather's just kind of a shit person. You know, I, maybe he was different when he was younger. I don't know. I wasn't watching him when he was younger. But it seems to me everything uh, uh, everything about Money Mayweather, aside from the fact that he is a millionaire, there's not a whole lot of good about him. You know? I mean, what he what he's done uh, in his life, you know, I, don't, I, I can't say I respect that or anything. But at the same time, 
I still acknowledge that he's one of the best boxers of all time, and he's easily the best defensive fighter of all time, for sure. And, and me acknowledging that, I think that everybody needs to take a look, and they need to recognize that for real, because that's, that's an important part of it. And that's going to have a lot to do with this fight. I just hope it's good, though, to be honest with you. No matter what happens, I want to see somebody get knocked down, for real. But, again, like I said... You know, Mayweather has a real chance of winning this, and Connor's got a real chance of winning this, but it's on two totally different opportunities and spectrums. You know, if he's going to win this, if McGregor's going to win, he's going to be the one delivering the knockout. Mayweather is not. He's going to have to be smart and be a cerebral fighter like he normally is, He's going to have to win this in the 12th round. This is going to have to come down to a decision. He's not running away with this fight by any means. By any means. So, like I said, I just I hope it's a good one. You know, it's only a few days away at this point. And uh, I haven't even decided if I'm actually just going to watch it on TV or not. You know, I probably won't just because I don't care about it that much. I'm certainly not going to pay 100 bucks for it. You know, maybe I'll pirate it or something like that uh, because I don't believe in paying $100 for anything on television, no matter how big of a deal it is. But, you know, I know plenty of people are. There's tons of guys that I know that are going to pay the money to watch this. I mean, I'm pretty sure that my stepdad's going to get in on that and watch this. He was asking me a Saturday if I'm going to come down and watch the fight. But, no, I think that uh, this will be one of those things that I'll just check out the results after it happens on Facebook <laughs> or, or something else like that. You know, it's not that big of a deal to me. I, I only watched like half of the Pacquiao fight, so it, you know, Pacquiao Mayweather. And at that point, that was the biggest fight in the world. So, you know, whatever, sort of take it as you will. Like I said, just, just try to be unbiased. Do the research, look at both sides, make a decision about who you want, who you think is going to win based on the variables of it all. The variables of it all probably still lead a little bit more to Mayweather because he's really the, the, the skilled boxer, the best, the most proven, but McGregor still has a really good chance, a reasonable chance to win this, and I think it'd be cool to see him win. I think it'd be shocking to see him win, um, but... Again, uh, that's probably going to be it for, for right now, guys. Remember, be safe watching the Eclipse today. It's going to be going to be pretty awesome. It's going to be a pretty cool event. But uh, be safe when you're watching it. And uh, don't go blind today. So thanks for listening. You guys have a great day.